Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to episode 69 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and in this episode, I speak to Suzanne Shaw. Yes, people of a certain age, that Suzanne Shaw from Hearsay. Suzanne is currently gracing the cover of Women's Running, available now in actual shops, and she's there for a reason. It's not just because she was a member of a band that provided the soundtrack to some regrettable moments in my 20s. It's because she made some very big decisions a couple of years ago that ended up being pretty life-changing. She gave up the booze, she embraced plant-based eating, and guess what? She started running. But more than that, she rapidly went from couch to ultra, running for 19 hours all by herself during lockdown, while raising money and awareness for the Samaritans. In her journey to that date, and ever since, she has thrown herself into the running community and has discovered new passions that have enhanced her life immeasurably. Listen up to hear her story right now. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. These reviews mean the world to us and really help us to keep this podcast going. Also, here's a thing. It's very nearly almost Christmas. Yes, it is. And there's no point hiding from it. And if you're searching for the perfect present, then we've got just the thing. If you join Women's Running Plus in time for Crimbo, you'll get our fab magazine delivered to your door every month. And you'll get a free base layer from Zero Fit worth £40. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter X21WRPod at the checkout. Or ask someone who loves you to do it for you. So you're doing panto. What are you, what are you doing? Um, I'm doing Beauty and the Beast at Chesterfield Pomegranate Theatre. Um, so this is my first my first show back since well since the pandemic two years I've not performed for oh my god so it feels like quite a big thing then I didn't think it would but actually doing it um everyone's emotions in the room are pretty heightened and I think we're all just trying to dust off the cobwebs feel our feet again we've been used to a very different life as performers because Mm. none of us could keep our jobs up at, at anything we were had to stop it completely it was a decimated industry particularly within live theater so um so this is a lot for a lot of us our first gigs back um so it's been I think emotions are quite heightened we're all had a little bit of a wobble here and there um but all really grateful to be performing in front of an audience we're just hoping that everything is going to be safe for Christmas with this new variant around. Um, so yeah, hopefully touch wood will, will be good. It'll just be restrictions and masks and things like that rather than lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I've just been reading about it this morning and having a bit of a mini panic, but um, I'm trying to kind of <laughs> reduce that a little bit and just think oh, everyone's saying it's mild. Everyone's saying it's mild. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, fingers crossed. So um, yeah, right. Okay. Suzanne Shaw. <laughs> OMG. For me, this is such a big thing because 
you and hearsay were like a highlight of my clubbing nights in the kind of early <laughs> 2000s so like I was telling my friend Neil I was like you'll never guess <laughs> I love that I love that Do you know I'm getting a lot of that at the moment I'm getting either um, the kids that um, loved us I'm getting a lot of happy 30th birthday messages come through which is hilarious and then um, yeah of the generation who was clubbing or at uni um, yeah we're getting a lot of kind of those messages come through and I think because of pan- the pandemic nostalgia's really taken a big hit hasn't it and it's yeah. really come back remembering the good old days um, oh my god yeah <laughs> the funny thing is the dancers in the pantomime that I'm doing um, none of them they weren't even born when hearsay were around and because we do a little bit of hearsay in um we do pure and simple in the show I'm trying to teach them the tune and how it goes it's hilarious (laughs) oh you see and I don't believe you have to teach people that legendary tune I was um (laughs) but yeah you're right so I mean I know you as his I was too old to be clubbing at the time to be fair I'm older than you so I should not have been out um, but I, I was dragged to sort of various sort of poppy clubs. And uh, anyway, um, but yeah, that's that's how I know you. And obviously our photographer, when um, he was taking pics of you for um, our December issue, which is out now, um, he honestly, Joe was beside himself. He'll hate me for saying that now, but he was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, he was cool, as cool as a cucumber when I saw him. He was very chilled and laid back. Um <laughs> He is brilliant and I love the shots, the shots that he did. Um, yeah, it was just, he's such a fantastic photographer. And he's amazing. Yes, thank, yeah. you, thank you for having me on the cover because for me, um, being in the entertainment industry for so long, to then be on the front cover of something that isn't what I, you know, is fairly new to me, is it's actually probably one of my proudest front covers I've ever done. So oh. thank you. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely our pleasure. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's lovely because obviously I heard about you. I mean, obviously I, I know about you anyway, but I'd heard beca- because the National Running Show were featuring you and it was like, OMG, you know, it was, <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> I know her. That's, this is not what, you know, so then, you know, followed you on Instagram and started picking up kind of, bits and pieces of like what you've been doing over the past couple of years it just feel like you've done like so I know you as as hearsay um but other people will know you from the things that you've been doing on stage um I mean we, you've done really really big things yeah um uh Chicago you know the big ones vagina monologues you know just yeah. like huge huge things um so so lots of people will know you from from your theatre performances um, and I know the pop background kind of thing, but more people are coming to get to know you because of this sort of pivot that's happened over the last couple of years. It feels like, I don't know if that feels like it to you. So I'm, I'm putting yeah. it. It's, it's strange really, because <clears throat> I am now known as Susie Shaw. Now, when I first went onto Instagram, it was the handle that I could get. I couldn't get Suzanne Shaw. But my Instagram grew, mainly has grown, has got the big numbers through my wellness work. Um, So now it's almost like it's been a really big rebrand. I'm no longer Suzanne Shaw from Hearsay or the entertainment industry. I'm Susie Shaw in the wellness industry. So it's almost like it has been a really big rebrand. And so many more people now know me, particularly internationally, um, because I've not really been known internationally for my entertainment work. yeah, it's really strange. You know, I have people joining, um, like the, the company that I founded, the Happy Health Club from Canada and Australia, uh, Europe. And, you know, it's it's strange that they know me as somebody within the wellness expert and a runner as well. And I still don't feel, even though I've done marathons and I've run an ultra, I don't feel like I can say that I'm a runner and use that as a title. It's it's strange. And I know everyone is a runner. If you get a pair of trainers on and you go out your front door, you are a runner, no matter how far you go, at what speed you go, you are a runner if you are running. Um, but I still feel a little bit funny saying, yeah, hashtag runner. Well, tell me about the pivot. How, how did that, what happened? What What made... What you know, I know that there's been some huge changes in your like lifestyle. Yeah. So, so what what was the kind of cause of all of that? 
Well, it's funny, really, because it wasn't lockdown related. It all came before lockdown. Um, it came before the pandemic. So in 2019, I'd kind of I'd set up, had my own production company and we were running productions and I knew I, I love the entertainment industry. I live and breathe it. Um, I've done a lot of amazing things within my career, whether it be in a soap, uh, winning Dancing on Ice, doing theatre shows, being in a pop band. I kind of ticked a lot of the boxes. And I wanted to produce my own shows because I'm so passionate about it, whether that be TV or whether it be theatre. And I was doing a lot of writing. We were working with some incredible people within the industry. And I was kind of going down that route. And um, kind of towards the end of 2019, I was a little bit like, I love performing, but actually I don't want to be a producer. I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, and I kind of had a bit of a rethink about everything. Also, that my lifestyle was just out of control. I was, when you're a performer, you you live in like this hectic world and there's lots of jobs out there if you're a city banker you know you'd be the same um or if you're in a high corporate position where you work in these intense hours and then after to wind down I was drinking a lot um and not necessarily I was drinking every night I wasn't afraid that I was an alcoholic I wasn't about to be dragged off to rehab but it was chipping away at my mental health. And I've struggled with my mental health for 20 years. I've been on and off medication, more on medication than off. Um, And I was hoping one day that I would wake up and it would all just go away and I'd be absolutely fine. But the reality was I wasn't helping it with my lifestyle. I was so inconsistent. It wasn't sustainable. I was either binge drinking or it was just creeping into those weak drinks of the evening where one glass of wine turned into a bottle in the evening. And then like my, my exercise regime was kind of up and down and all out of control. You know, it was like I would, I'm an all or nothing person. So when I was uh, getting prepared for a contract to go on stage or to go on tour, um, I would quickly do the first like two to four weeks of quickly like bit like um, fad diets, um, mm. getting myself into shape. Then I'd do the contract. And then when I stopped the contract, I'd be back in. And so none of it was sustainable. Um, and I just knew I had to do something about it if I wanted to improve my mental health, if I wanted to be a better partner, a better mum, a better friend, better for myself, better for me, putting myself first. Um, so, yeah, I, I at the end of 2019, I, I was like, right, I, I need to change my diet first and foremost because mm. I struggled with animal products, uh, always had IBS, always had intolerance to, to dairy. So I thought, oh, I'll, try, I'll try this two-week plant-based challenge that I'd heard about, see how I feel. And I did it and I felt amazing. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to go back to that. And then I looked at other areas and kind of the drink was the last thing I was clinging on, <laughs> yeah. hoping one day I would be that moderator and just be able to have a glass of wine. But the reality was I'm not a moderator. And to better my life, I needed to knock it on the head. I needed mm. to say goodbye to it. So um, I decided to take on um, One Year No Beer, which is a company, that um, a brilliant alcohol-free company. And um, I decided to take on their challenge because in a way, I feel like it wasn't the alcohol that uh, was the problem. It was coming away from the culture, the social events, how yeah. to handle that. And I needed to get some kind of tools and tips and a community to tap into to help me um, stay strong and, and I find a way to announce it to my friends and family. Like everyone, I'm doing one year no beer. I'm having a challenge. I'm having a year off alcohol, knowing that I never wanted to return to it. Um, so that was a, another side that I, I just thought I've got to do this. And then I wanted to find a hobby. I've My hobby became my job and I'd never had a hobby since. And I was like, I really want a hobby. I want something that is mine and that I have. And I tried rock climbing and it wasn't for me when somebody in the rock climbing center had a really nasty injury and I thought oh, do you know what I can't, I can't rock climbing's too dangerous um, yeah. and and when I kind of went plant-based I'd quit alcohol I thought oh, I'll go out running a few friends of mine saying you know runners my partner is a runner and he's done five marathons and I was like okay I'll, I'll see what this running's all about and immediately it's made me feel better not physically mm -hmm. but mentally and I was like hmm that is something good for me you know I felt like 
I had a few answers to some questions that were caught up in my head and I came home and I got this runner's high that I thought everybody was like lying about I didn't think that was a thing um and so the three things that I had changed um I just thought I'll just keep chipping away and keep doing this and see where I go from that but whilst having this Instagram account I thought I'm going to document everything that I'm doing because Instagram's a funny place. Social media is a funny place. Like I would use it to try and get the best family shots when we were on holiday, like really forcing my family to pose correctly and make it look like we're having the best time of our lives because that's what you're told that you're meant to do. Um, you know, it's the highlights of of your life, isn't it? And and then then I'd take pictures of me backstage at you know Birmingham Hippodrome or you know on the set of somewhere, mm. and I just thought. It's great, but it's not true. It's not really what I'm about. And I'm quite a transparent person. Like all my friends know, like I'm so honest, so brutally honest about my life. that I just thought, right, well, I'll use it for good. I'll use it to hopefully inspire other people who may who may be having the same dark feelings and moments that I had uh, with my mental health, may want to quit drinking too, may want to change their lifestyle and see if anybody wants to join me on the journey. And some people have come along with me and we still talk and we've done it together. And I can't tell you how much like community has helped me do this. I've not just done it on my own. There's been so many people out on social media who I chat to all the time now who have become friends of mine who was at my 40th birthday party you know I've set my own community up for other people to be able to help each other and hold each other accountable because um when you do something so when you look after yourself when you start to take that accountability of looking after yourself your own friends and family might not be in that place and want to do it with you or might criticize you for doing it yeah so that's why community for me was key the sober community the running community and um the plant-based the vegan community that they've, it's all helped me stay on track wow I, I think and I, I was like you're running so I mean you, you said that you just sort of went out and immediately got this runner's high which I think is just phenomenal um yeah but like had you tried running before had had you done anything at school um, I think I no no I'd never done anything at school. I used to always do sports. Day. I've always been pretty sporty. I've danced all my life, so you know I'm I'm quite I, I, I'm happy to quickly get a, a kit on. And you know I, I was able to do five k straight away. It wasn't something that I was you know had to build up to. Um, because I I you know I was a netball player when I was a, when I was younger. I've been a dancer, so I, I have the strength because um, I'm a fairly sporty person. But running for me, I thought that's what you did as a warm up before and for exercise. I never looked at it as that's what people really enjoy to do. And to be quite honest, the only time I really ran was to warm up before I hit ex- exercise or leg it to the pub before last orders. You know, it wasn't it wasn't anything I considered as a, as a hobby. I didn't see it in that that light, and I thought I wasn't going to be able to do it very well. Um, and I don't. I'm absolutely average, and I'm the first person to say that. I'm not Speedy Gonzales. I'm, you know, I take. I love taking my time. It's not about a race for me. It's about enjoying being in the moment. Um, but I didn't. I think I thought I, in my mind, I would get bored, and it wasn't stimulating enough for me. Um, but actually, it was exactly what I needed. I needed it to calm me down, to settle my thoughts, to settle the snow globe in my head that's constantly going. Um, it's my time out. It's my self-love. Um, and then, you know, I, I do love pushing my distances. Um, and now I am I am looking to start getting my speed up a little bit and to improve just because there's humans you want to improve, don't you? Um, but, yeah, it's something that I never thought I'd love, but I do. And it came like in that kind of in your sort of um, your puzzle of those sort of three pretty massive elements, the veganism, giving up booze and running. It was it was it the last thing that happened? I think you said that it was. I'm just trying to. Figure yeah. Out. Yeah, it yeah. was. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I started it hand in hand with the quitting alcohol, because um, when you quit drinking, you gain so much more space in your life. So it was to kind of fill that void where I would normally go to the pub. Mm -hmm. or where I was thinking about oh god can I do this you know it it gave me that moment to kind of take it away so it kind of came hand in hand with the quitting alcohol um yeah yeah yeah. oh that makes sense I I was thinking about um 
myself when I was, I remember giving up smoking like 18 years ago. And the thing that I took up at the time was because I live in Bath and I live on the side of a hill, um, was I started just walking and hiking because the space is, is wanting to do something with your hands and your face and stuff like that, but also just wanting to just, you need yeah. to, yeah, because you, 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 you suddenly, you, you not only get evenings, but you also get mornings, don't you? Because yes, the, the sluggishness isn't there or whatever. So it's like, ah, what do I do? You know, I'm awake, I'm awake. I need to do this stuff. So, Absolutely. Uh, um, and that and that's what um, I found quite interesting is that I had so much more space to achieve things in my life. And I knew quitting alcohol. It's funny saying this would be the making of me because I know I've had a successful career, but it, it was impersonally be the making of me. Like I knew it would give me that time to spend with the family, to have clarity, to it would be the making of me because it would help my mental health. Mm-hmm. It would stop the, the darkness. And as much as it's not completely gone, I now I'm better with it because I don't have to battle the anxiety as well as, um, you know, the depression that comes with it. So it has taken an element of it away, but it's given me so much space that you have to fill it. You have to fill it with goodness. There's no point in filling it with other addictive things. Um, No, I wanted to fill it with goodness and wellness. And I've just fallen in love with every element of the wellness industry, you know, from holistic side to the running you know I love going to the national running show it's one of amazing yeah honestly (laughs) when I went when I spoke as well I couldn't I had one of those moments and I've only ever had this this moment twice before playing at Wembley was a moment of going oh my god what have I done what have I achieved playing Roxy Hart in Chicago in the West End and going oh my god I am playing my dream role and speaking at the national running show it's been like, was like, oh my God, who am I? I'm like talking about motivation and, you know, this new lifestyle. Um, so yeah, there's oh, been the three moments where I've had one of the, those out of body experiences to go, what have I achieved here? <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to tell the National Running Show that because that's, that's <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's yeah. up there with Wembley, I think is, yeah, that's a nice <laughs> yeah, comparison. Give, <laughs> give Mike Seaman a big head, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> so like um and so following you on instagram um like the the, what felt like the really really big thing for like the running community was you doing your ultra and it felt like you went zero to ultra like there was no couch to 5k there was no couch to like even half marathon it was like ultra yeah what was what was that what um it was almost a plan of mine um and the reason being was um, it was actually called my first marathon was um, the ultra. But what I wanted to do was um, not build up to it. I wanted to do an ultra straight away. I wanted to do something so big it would make enough noise to highlight um, the cause that I was doing it for. And the reason I was running 19 hours. So everybody kept saying, well, why are you running 19 hours? Why are you doing that? Why don't you just do a a marathon and raise money for a charity? Why don't you just do it the normal way? One, I can't do anything normal. But the reason I ran the 19 hours is because previous statistics showed that 19 people every day in the UK take their own lives. And I wanted for people to ask me that question so I could keep telling them the answer for that to come up in interviews, for it to um, really resonate with people, to people to think about it and think we're actually in a bit of a crisis here with mental health. You know, we need to um, make it okay to talk. Um, And whilst I was doing that run, so many people were sharing their stories. It was absolutely incredible. Um, And we would just come out of the pandemic and to have a hundred people support and crew me um, for that time when we'd, it had been a, like literally a few days where I think the restrictions had lifted to as many people you could meet outdoors um, for that many people to come and join was just absolutely incredible. I had so much wonderful support and I, you know, the national running show really supported me. They, they really kind of backed me and helped plan the routes and, you know, got those people there and, and really helped help me raise the awareness um, we raised 10,000 for the Samaritans, which was mind blowing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and I think watching the pennies go up um, hour by hour um, really pushed me through to get 
put that one foot in front of the other because I was in bits at one point. You know, strangely, I had done all the training for it. And it wasn't until on the day I thought, well, there's two elements that I haven't prepared for running in the night, which I knew. And that was a plan anyway. I thought, you know, I kind of run in the dark early hours in the morning, but I hadn't run through the night. So that was a new element. But we were doing that Mm. section first. I thought that'll be new. But surprisingly, it hadn't rained on any of my long runs, my long training runs. And it rained all through the night and all through the day. And I wasn't prepared for that. I hadn't ever trained when it's, it, it, you know, we, we live in Britain and I've never experienced it in, tra- in the training was surprising. And it wasn't until I was doing it, then why does this feel so different? I was like, because I'm absolutely sopping wet and my shoes are sopping and my blisters had just, yeah, they were rife. Um, oh. Yeah, I'd, I'd never experienced that before. I've, I'd always been, like I said, lucky in those long training runs for it to have been dry. Yeah. Um, so that was a, a really tough element that I had to contend with. Yeah. Uh, so, so how how far did you go? Um, we covered sixty miles. <gasps> I um, my aim I wanted to achieve seventy, um, but yeah, with I, we did actually I had to probably sit and sort out my feet for about twenty minutes of the run. Um, so it set us back quite a bit. Um, okay. So, so were, we, were you doing kind of loops? Was that how you would? No, we did. Uh, we ran round. So we did the night shift in Guildford. Um, and we used the headquarters of the National Running Show as the kind of stop pit for wee stops and food and fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we headed from Guildford to Virginia Water in the morning. And then uh, from kind of, I think we arrived there a lot later than we expected um and we did loops of virginia water for several hours um and my yeah i remember thinking oh well, i'll just when i got to virginia water was i was in a very very bad way um and we had to change my trainers sort my feet out and um i had a cup of coffee and i thought right i'll be okay i'll be all right i'll i'll do this um and i thought I'll, all i need to do is get round one loop of virginia water and i'll be fine had got through like half a mile and I thought I can't even get back. I can't even think that far ahead. It's so painful. My feet, um, I'm going to have to break it down to one mile at a time. And that was even hard. And I had to, in the end, break it down to literally one foot at a time, one foot in front of the other at a time. And I remember being live on Instagram saying those were, I was so delirious. I couldn't, you know, remember really what I was talking about, but I was just saying, one foot in front of the other that's all it is one foot in front of the other but the whole the whole theme about it was the metaphor for it was um and and the the it was called run for hope and the hope standing for hold on pain ends is that I knew this pain would end and that was a metaphor to mental health and people who you know are feeling suicidal and feeling like they can't carry on mm-hmm. um, is that hold on pain does end just hold on and you will find that brighter day and talk about it you know speak up say how you feel um because uh, you're never alone um and that's yeah that's kind of I remember just thinking and talking to people and people's stories were really helping me through just putting that foot in front of the other yeah um, yeah so, so it was, why why does I mean, I, I do understand, but wh- why why does the Samaritans hold such an important place in your heart? Um, well, the Samaritans um, do such an am- just such amazing work, and there's nothing, there's no actual personal connection to the Samaritans other than um, I remember my best friend um, from school. We've known each other from four. Her mum uh, works for the Samaritans, and she's an extraordinary woman. She called Angela Lunn and she um just remember she we know her now still um she works for the Samaritans and still works for the Samaritans and she's she's blind and she's done some extraordinary things with her life like I remember when we were kids she was the first blind person to drive a car um and you know doing these extraordinary challenges and she don't she's um volunteered her life to the Samaritans and 
just the wonderful work that they do and knowing that people have called like people I know who have used their services um at times being tempted to use the services myself but never never gone there um as you know those fleeting thoughts go through when you're having dark moments um but yeah I I just think their work is extraordinary it's amazing and they really do care um about their services and what they do and how they train people up you know they spend a lot of time and and how much that costs them to train people up as well um I just thought it was really important that we raise the money so that we can get more people trained to have that service because we I think we are one of the leading countries uh, particularly with a very short number the one one six one two three um that you can call that like a, an emergency service mm-hmm. um and we you know there's not many countries that have that yeah yeah um so you it, w- were you doing any races in the lead up to the ultra and have you done any races since <laughs> yes um i well i had a lot of my running has been in a pandemic so all the races have been cancelled um I had done like I did a 12k run um for children with cancer UK that was like one of my first races I did a 10k race and then we went into lockdown and and so then I did stuff online so I did stuff for the national running show there they um they did a challenge in lockdown which was like a relay uh, challenge oh, yeah. where you'd pass the relay and then you'd run for an hour yeah um uh, so I did that challenge with them um and a few kind of virtual runs but I hadn't really done many races up and that was like probably one of my first big races was my own um <laughs> oh my so I hadn't I hadn't experienced any of that um and funnily enough I was like oh it's you know we can I'd, I'd had all this time to train for it as well so when um so I did a few races after that I've done a lot of 10k races um around you know as part of training and then I've just done the Amsterdam marathon but I found it so difficult to find time to train for it mm-hmm. I and I and I kept thinking well I found it fine to train for the ultra why why am I finding it so difficult and then completely forgot was because I was in lockdown so you know there was we had so much more time on our hands much more time yeah <laughs> um, so yeah so now into the real world of trying to fit in training for a marathon um and running the marathon but I loved it I absolutely loved the Amsterdam marathon I oh. went with them, so, and um yeah they I got treated so well and yeah running it was just it was so emotional um again something I, I, I said I'd never run a marathon and there I was running the Amsterdam marathon and absolutely loving it um yeah it was and what it, a completely different experience as well what a completely yeah. different I mean that's chalk and cheese isn't it like running through yeah. the night in the rain on your own essentially I know you had a crew but yeah you know, just that kind of you know that the strength of mind that you've got to have in order to just keep on going with yeah. no with no real sort of end goal it's not like you had to get 60 or 70 or whatever you just had to get through it yeah um, and to go from that to there is an end point here but it's yeah 26.2 I, mean, I know tough. it was it was it was so funny like having such a different mind it like thought process with it um because when when you do go into ultra running you're not looking at the clock going oh I wonder what time I'm doing that in what what, am I going to get to the sub four hours am I going to get sub five hours you know you know you're not looking at that when you're doing ultra so you're just in the moment you sit in it and you just live it there's Mm -hmm. no thinking of the future ahead of you whereas a marathon is you have to work so much harder with your thought process the mind can just chip in and take over at any point and I found that really difficult um I was absolutely fine up to half at 23 kilometers was my suddenly had this well I got dehydrated I hadn't had enough fluids um uh, because at the start at the pit stops where you you got your water there were tiny little cups of water. There weren't bottles of water. Oh. So I'd, I just hadn't had enough fluid. Um, my hand started to swell and I just thought I need water. And I just kept saying to everyone around me, 
water, but nobody spoke English. Every time I, for some reason, I would say water and they're going, no, no. Uh, and I was like, this is so bizarre. Why is it like not many people are speaking English here? But then I found somebody who gave me a bottle of water, which was fantastic. And then once I'd had that, I was back on my way again. Um, but yeah, that was, I found it. I found it so strange and also road running. I'm, I don't do a lot of road running. I'm, I'm out on the trails a lot. It's where I, I love to be. Um, so that was a different experience. It was nice to be flat and not have to do the hills. Um, mm. That helped. Um, but it yeah, was it's a great. very it was flat marathon, isn't it? I think. Isn't very. It? I think it's yeah. the flattest one you mm. can do. Um, and it was great. It, 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 you know, it did, I, I do think it made it a lot easier. Um, but it's funny because when you're in, when you're running the marathon, the crowds are fantastic. But the reality is no one really speaks to each other as a runner's. And I'd never known that before. Like you don't really get into conversation. Um, and, you, and you, you know, there's some people I was trying to chat, but you're so focused on preserving as much energy as you can to get to the end of the line. Um, but yeah, I, I remember there was the car wash was being blurted out um, of, out of one, someone's flat. I just remember singing along at the car wash, <laughs> thinking, just get, just get through this, please, please get through this. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic running over the, the finishing line at the stadium in, um, in Amsterdam was incredible. Um, and just to be so relieved to finish. Um, and, and, and I don't, I, I don't ever like talking about times. It's one thing I'll never answer in um in questions um but I was chuffed with my time you know you can't help but get caught up in it and I did it in just I think one hour 34 minutes uh four hours 34 minutes um so I was I was really chuffed with that um but yeah one thing I've been very conscious about is not making it about time for me because I it'll just start bringing the enjoyment out of it I've been competing all my life from being three years old as a dancer I've competed I've competed the entertainment industry is brutal for com- for competition. You know, people would stab their own grandmothers to get where they need to get to. Mm. So one thing that I didn't want running to be about was competition and times and how, you know, what you do times in. And, and it is such a lovely community, the running community. It isn't like that. And I don't want it to make it like that for me. So I'm very kind of conscious that I don't, I don't fall into that trap, although kind of it's in me to compete, but I try my best to just enjoy it, enjoy the running. Oh God, it's almost impossible. It's kind of like, I think if you continue down the ultra route, you're fine, aren't you? But if you do, um, because no one asks about time when you do an ultra. Um, But yeah, marathons, you've just got the time here, haven't you? It's like, uh, it's just there. But then I guess it's, you know, you just judge a marathon, you know, each marathon is different, each mile is different. So, you know, the experience is going to be, but if we're going to talk marathons, have you signed up to anything? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what we're looking at the moment? Um, funnily enough, um, I would love to do London, but I, I think what I'm going to do is save London for one of like, I, I would love to do the five, the six, um, the six um, marathons, the Tokyo, Chicago, uh, New York is the next one that I really want to do. Um, so you want to do all of them and leave London for the end or something? And yeah, that's what my plan yeah. is. Yeah, oh. in my own country. Uh, <gasps> that's what that's what I'd like to do. Um, so I'm we yeah, me and my partner are looking to do New York Marathon next year. So next November is to go over to New York um, and do that. Um, we really want it. We're going to do it together. I can stay each of the side. He's a much better runner than I am. A lot faster. Like he's got yeah, sub four marathons in him. Um, so uh, yeah, I, but yeah, I'm just like please just stay with me along the way um because we do love running together we've kind of at first when we started to run together we used to really irritate each other and we decided it's probably not the right thing to do but then he did support me on my training for the um ultra and you know we we kind of found our way of um how to to run together and when when we want to chat and when we don't want to chat and when one person wants to lead the way and when the other one wants to fall back and we've kind of got like this unspoken understanding now that we don't need we know where you know the communication is is just silent communication of how to get through it so yeah I think um I think it'd be nice to do that and make it our thing Oh, that, that, yeah, that sounds absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I wish I had a partner that would run with me like that. 
Um, <laughs> um, so um, tell me about the Happy Health Club. You've set this up and it yes. sounds amazing and I want to know all about it. Yeah, oh, the Happy Health Club. Um, again, it's a really something I'm really proud of. Um, so because of the three pillars that I changed, the um, uh, the going plant-based, the alcohol-free and the uh, running but getting fit, um, I thought I would kind of uh, put together a club, a community where people could come and get information from different experts, uh, be part of the community, but take on challenges as well and, and try um, sober, uh, try the eat plants and then try the fitness. So um, I did my first challenge in October. We had 110 people join, which was fantastic. And I run it through um, an app and they get, so if you sign up to the eat plants, you get 60 recipes, over 60 recipes. Um, You get um, some cooking videos of how to quickly cook plant, really um, nutritional plant-based food. It's one thing that I went down when I first went plant-based, when I first went vegan, um, I ended up very quickly going down the junk vegan route because I didn't know how to quickly cook for myself. I was so used to cooking with meat Mm. that I do good home, warm, hearty meals with meat, but didn't know how to apply that to just plants. Um, So I ended up very quickly going to for anything that had vegan on the packet. Um, And this is why I say plant-based and not vegan, because um, I think there's this comes quite a bad reputation with vegans um, nutrition and their eating. Um, And the reality is, is that if you are vegan, you're vegan for lots of different reasons and you're doing it for products and you're doing it because, you know, you're passionate about um, animals being treated badly, which I am. I am passionate about that side of things but what I wanted to apply to the happy health club was plant-based eating with whole foods um, and not vegan nutrition Um, so it was all about um, cooking quick healthy easy meals with a variety of plants because it's so good for your gut health and making and giving you the the, the maximum amount of energy and, and giving you the nutritional advice that is needed. And we have two doctors on the, as part of the team, uh, Dr. Um, Gemma Newman, who's a big um, uh, personality within the wellness industry. Um, and the same as Dr. Neetu uh, Bajagal. And uh, she is another quite a big name within the wellness industry. Uh, both doctors are plant-based experts as well. And I just thought it's quite good to have a GP and a gynecologist telling you exactly why plant-based eating is good for you, uh, but really giving you the, the proper nutritional advice needed. Um, because it's it's good for me to be able to say this is great and this is my journey, but I'm coming from it from a, I'm a working mum, I want quick, easy meals, this is what I've done, and this is you know what is going to give you the nutritional value whilst the experts are there to support um, the reasons for doing it mm-hmm. so that's the the one element there so you get you know the over 60 recipes you get the cooking videos with myself and then you get the nutritional advice from our experts um the get fit we have a range of pts um and what i love about the happy health club pts um is that it's not about crazy goals and crazy targets you know it's it's about also it's mental health fitness it's mental fitness um so it's it's tips and tricks around how to stay motivated it's weighted workouts to help um you know women of a certain age kind of 40 plus to help with strength workouts to keep the muscle mass there um to help them through the menopause to help them through um um you know to to stay motivated but it's also we've got a a mental health fitness coach a male guy who does a lot of work within uh, men's mental health as well um and he's a really amazing fitness instructor so we've got like a variety of instructors we've also got amazing um yoga coach who who literally is like we will do the most simple yoga stretch and we're going to go into meditation because that rest and recovery time will aid your weight loss because it will bring your cortisol levels down and it will help you relax. So we do have that balance of we'll do high energy workouts, but we'll also strip it right back and say, don't do too much because you'll end up getting overtired. It will then 
not benefit your weight loss if that's what your goal is or you know that acceptance of you know love yourself first um so we have a lovely range of people and then we have the running on there as well which i do a warm-up and talk about my journey with running um the 5k friday part (laughs) (laughs) um to get people out there walking running plodding whatever they want to do um but it's about getting out there and getting the legs moving um and being out in nature um and then uh, so that's the get fit part and then the um um the sober sessions sober try sober um is a part that i'm so incredibly passionate about uh, and i go coach through the sober sessions so we do four sober sessions talking about um holding yourself accountable and owning that decision um to uh, how to socialize um alcohol free um how to beat the mind chatter when going alcohol free i'm just kind of guiding you through like a month of going sober along with bringing experts in again like andy ramage who is quite a big name in the sober community um and he comes in and does chats and we chat with other people within the sober community as well but the sober the sober part is you know really tapping into the community and helping each other along with having the tips and the tricks and the tools and the videos that I supply people to um, help them through. Um, so, yeah, just mega passionate about it. Um, and the, the whole community, the free side of it, you know, you can tap in and see all of these different elements and speak to each other. I do Happy to Chat Tuesdays on there where I bring a different expert from the wellness industry, whether it's talking about childhood trauma and ways to get through that, whether it's talking about breath work, um motivation um running whatever it is we cover it um and that's all free for people to do and then the challenges um you know that there are that is a a, for a paid challenge but i am also hoping to team up with um red january for the get fit program um and yeah support it with a charity as well oh i love that yeah and and and, and if you were interested in joining um happy health club you could you is it true you can just join a part of it you don't have to kind of sign up to all three aspects yes that's right so you can uh, subscribe for free and join the facebook community group where we do have the um chats with wellness experts and that's all for free you can all speak to each other and you know there's loads loads of lovely conversations going on there lots of help and advice um if you're going plant-based if you're trying sober and if you are getting fit you know that you don't have to join the challenge but the challenge is there um each pillar is 28 pounds so um you can just join join a, a different pillar separately you don't have to do all three or if you do then uh, the price drops or if you do two the price drops again mm-hmm. so um so yeah so it's it for for one challenge it's 28 pounds so one pound a day really for 28 days uh for two it's 47 and for three it's 70 um and then yeah you can then come back in a few months and try a different one if you wanted to and you don't have to do it all all at once and 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 it's probably not good to do it all at once because it's high it's overwhelming as it is to try and change an aspect of your life mm-hmm. um i mean yeah it's it depends you might just want to try them all to see which one you want to focus on um but yeah, it's 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 good to kind of have people around you because the the app that we use, you can there's a forum on there where you can chat to other people to see how everybody else is doing and how they're finding the the recipes and the fitness classes and the coaches do come in and chat to people as well and they're always on hand. So yeah, it's it's good to have as a community. Oh, that's lovely. And there, like there you are. You're just about to head off to rehearsals for your panto or something. I yeah. Think- that's and that's one thing I think I guess just to kind of um as a last question really it's like I I am aware that panto is an overwhelming commitment for a couple of months there's just there's a lot on and when you're right in it you're doing like two shows a day yeah I mean it must be absolutely exhausting so you know the big question is how are you going to fit in your running around that Oh, I know. Uh, well, I have, which is great. Um, I'm currently in Chesterfield, so I'm around the Peak Districts, and I have found a few routes. So I have done a few morning runs, um, but we moved to a cottage uh, just outside of Chesterfield in a few weeks for the family coming up. So I think it's it's going to have to be my husband dragging me out, going, "Come on, let's get some uh, air in our lungs," because I know I'm going to feel so much better to be able to deliver two shows um, if I can get a run in and it's strange as it seems it does actually help 
it does doesn't it I always think yeah it's it's um it's it is a massive surprise to think you yeah. you're going to be doing an endurance event as it is by yeah. being on stage those you know the adrenaline and everything yeah um but yeah a little run in the peak district I know oh I my know. god it'd be lovely I can't wait it'd be nice to just kind of get out there on the trails I mean I'm not going to overdo it but um definitely keep on top of some 5k runs um yeah because I do I do um have another challenge coming up in the new year we haven't completely confirmed what it is yet but there there is another another big big one ahead um so I'm gonna have to start looking at a training plan for that uh come January um so yeah okay Uh, that's gonna have to be a watch this space thing then I guess it is it is and the reason I can't say anything yet is because I've not committed to um the the length the distance that we are potentially going to cover I'm still a little bit nervous about it so I'm trying to figure out a clever way of maybe slightly changing it so it's not as much Um, (laughs) but yeah if anybody knows uh, if anyone who knows the running community well and knows the national running show well and knows particularly Mike Seaman well will know that he can talk you into absolutely anything but yeah, it'd be really good, you know, because um, I've got the support of Mizuno as well. And, you know, it's it's great to have these people supporting. Um, but I've got to yet to be convinced that I want to do the length of miles that they are talking about, particularly <sighs> Demon anyway. Okay. Oh, well, good luck with making that decision and yeah. potentially shifting things to where you want them to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for talking to me, Suzanne. It's been lovely to meet you properly. And thank you for being on our cover. Thank you. No, thank you very much. And thank you for having me. Honestly, a very proud moment to be on the cover. So thank you so much. I'm going to frame it and put it in the office. Just so. (laughs) (laughs) Hurrah, that's so lovely. Um, (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Suzanne. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or any running stories, as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. If you become a member of Women's Running Plus right now, not only will you receive our brilliant magazine every month, but we'll also send you a free base layer from ZeroFit worth £40. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter X21WRPOD at the checkout. It's perfect for Christmas presents. Happy running! catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 